on this episode of the Naturist Living Show, Telling Others. This episode of the Naturist Living Show is brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. At Bear Oaks, we offer traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Free your body, free your mind. www.bearoaks.ca Welcome, dear listener, to episode 67 of the Naturist Living Show. And uh, I'm very excited to say that we got our first uh, audio comment on the comment line. Um, so let's listen to it. Hi, Stefan. It's Michael Connolly, your friend from Facebook from down in Australia. Uh, I was listening to your podcast today about geocaching, or uh, you pronounce it slightly different to us Aussies, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, great podcast as usual, mate, and uh, very interested in listening to the academic uh, nudist there. And he mentioned about uh, nude bushwalking, about the, the great feeling it is. Uh, yes, being a, a big advocate of it myself, um, going for nude hikes every lunchtime, um, I'm sort of got used to it. That sort of I don't feel that uh, sensation as much as uh, the first time I did it many, many years ago. Um, but if you ever want to uh, talk about nude bushwalking, um, I'm more of a solo one. Um, but there's a couple of groups in Australia that get into it. And uh, there's one mob you should check out is Fat Canyoners uh, or fatcanyoners.org. A group of them get out in the, in the Blue Mountains nude bushwalking. I haven't been able to hook up with them as they tend to go on dates when I can't get time off. But anyway, um, I've written uh, a bushwalking... Uh, new bushwalking article which ended up on a textile bushwalking uh, blog um, and you can find links to that on my website which is nudieman.com Well thank you Michael and uh, yeah actually that would be an interesting discussion. Uh, maybe I'll give you a call or send you a quick uh, Facebook message and we can find a way to connect over Skype and talk about uh, uh, nude hiking or free hiking or as you call it, nude bushwalking. So um, thank you for leaving the comment. And by the way, that website is uh, nudieman, N-U-D-E-Y-M-A-N.com. Uh, Michael got cut off a little bit at the end. And uh, I think what I need to do is increase the length of the space available for comments so people don't get cut off. And reminding everybody again, if you want to leave your own comment, it's as simple as uh, calling in. You can call with Skype. Our Skype name is Bear Oaks, B-A-R-E-O-A-K-S, Bear Oaks, and that puts you into the main phone number for the park in here in Canada. And it's extension 333, or if you want to use an old-fashioned phone, you can dial 905, country code 1, if you're outside of U.S. and Canada, country code 1-905-473-6060, and again, extension 333. Hey, Felicity, how's it going? Hey, Stefan, it's going good. How's it going with you? Oh, it's awesome. It's summer, it's hot. I love it this time of year. But, you know, the question I really want to know the answer to is how was the first, well, the first few uh, spa nights, nude spa nights? Uh, they've gone really well. Uh, we got, like, a really big turnout on our first Sunday. And the next one was really quiet. It was, like, Mother's Day. And third one was, again, like, over 70 people. And now it got quiet again because it got so nice out and everyone wants to be outside of the beach. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. I can understand that. Yeah. So you're, you're happy? You're going to keep going? Yeah, um, it's going well. It's just, like, we've actually been facing some issues with the regular membership, the women who are members who attend during the week. Why are they? They don't want to come on the uh, nude night. Uh, yeah, they not so much. Um, they they really don't understand it actually, and uh, just they found out about it, and 
there's just been a lot of gossiping and rumors going around because they don't really know what goes on and they kind of imagine something, I think, much more uh, wild than it is. And we even had one of the staff members, one of the trainers resigned over it. And she, she was just like, oh, I, I keep hearing about, you know, pe- the members are expressing all these concerns, and I have to say I agree with them, and uh, so I'm resigning. Okay, so, wait, I, I'm, not, I'm not understanding. So, the regular members, when they go, there's no nudity anywhere, right? Right. And when right. there's nudity, it's well after they've all gone and things are closed, right? Yes, it's, it's a private event that happens outside of regular gym hours and has no effect on the regular members whatsoever. So they don't see any nudity. It's not like there's like pictures of naked people laying on the floor that they see in the morning when they show up or anything like that. <laughs> no, there's there's no evidence of us after we after we're gone. So what is the concern they compl- they're complaining about? Oh, I don't know. I, I we don't really get it. I mean, we published this blog and. We also wrote up, wrote out this open letter to Terlam explaining what naturism is about, what YNA represents, what we, uh, what kind of environment we're trying to create at the spa during our events, and you know, hopefully, we we sort of address some of their concerns, and and now maybe they some of them read it and understand more of what's going on, and we also offer to do a meeting with the members. Uh, with Jordan and I just to answer their questions about it. Is that going to happen? Uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, I think, I'm not sure at this point, but, um, you know, we'd love to do that. And even if only a few of the members show up, it's fine if they if they take in the information and then they uh, talk to the other women about it and kind of uh, tell everyone what's going on. But, you know, I think they just, um don't understand it and kind of rumors start and they gossip and and things get a little blown out of proportion i guess i mean one of the women came in um calling joshua a pornographer <laughs> oh are you guys doing video <laughs> no <laughs> so yes. and and just to be totally 100% clear it's not like you've cut the hours back that they used to be able to go so you could have nude uh, recreation time, right? Right. The, 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 when you're doing this, they were never allowed to use the spa anyway. Right. It was already closed. So they've lost nothing. In fact, they've gained because I, from what I'm reading, you guys are investing a lot of time fixing up the facilities. You're making things better. Oh, did you raise the rates massively? No. Um, we changed some of the pricing, but there hasn't been any like crazy increase in pricing. It was more, um, it was more like changing rates for people who have, who are paying like a ridiculously low amount, like $25 for the entire year. And that was just from an old deal from, from the previous management. And so we've kind of made some changes, but nothing drastic. And we cut hours uh, but we cut regular hours during the week when nobody was there. There were these time per- time periods in the gym when it was absolutely dead. There's like one or two people, and we decided we're gonna close it from uh, this for this time period since nobody's there anyway. So really, the issue is all the fact that there's some nudity when they're not there anyway. That's their yeah. concern. And and just, you are in New Jersey, right? Not some Southern Baptist state or something, right? <laughs> yeah, it's New Jersey. Wow. Yeah. And they're calling, they had some, there's some women calling up the health department, uh, saying like, is there something illegal about this? Like, can't you do something about it? And, you know, the health, the, the health inspector is like, no, it's, there's nothing illegal going on. You know, it's, it's perfectly fine what they're doing. There's nothing wrong about it. Well, in in the in the mid twentieth century, uh, the YMCA people had to swim nude. The, well, men it was men only, but they had to swim nude. I mean, it's the and yeah. you're you're half nude when you're working out generally anyway. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what it is with removing that that piece of fabric that suddenly we're like dirtying up all the equipment. I mean, 
we argue that it's even cleaner after we're there because you don't have bathing suits in the pool releasing, you know, dirt and detergents and, and what have you. And, and, of course, we say nature is always sit on a towel. So... You know, I, I, if you want to be disgusting, what you do is you take a part of the body and you you trap it in a dark, warm, moist environment for a long period of time. That's gross. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's how you get all kinds of bacteria and things growing. That's, uh, yeah. yeah, ugh. But, oh, well, okay. Well, I'm glad you're not giving up, though. I mean, so you're, you're still going with it. You're not, you're not knuckling in under? Yes, we're totally still going with it. You know, we, we definitely are pushing forward and, and we're not, capitulating to anyone and the good thing is that uh we actually did have some positive things come out of it because some of the staff actually approached management after they heard about it to ask if they could come in and work on nature sundays good yeah well you know maybe you should do a press release because on the other hand a little controversy is good for getting some interesting some attention yeah we've thought about it um we at this point, we're kind of figuring that it's going to hit the press at some point, and we thought about just heading that off before it even happens and um, writing a letter that can be published in the newspaper there. Um, but, I mean, in a way, it would be, it'll be good for, uh, for business, and another way it might be bad, just because it depends on how the media spins it and... Um, it'll be good for, for nude Sundays, but then it might also hurt the business, uh, for the regular membership. Yeah. Uh, unless, you know, the, you know, I think generally most of these people will come across as kind of intolerant, crazy people because there's no rhyme or reason behind what they're concerned about. But even on the regular textile, uh, part of the spa, I think it would, uh, you know, if, if if the place looks good and you're offering a really nice service, people might say, hey, I don't care about that, but that looks like a nice place, you know? Yeah. And then you have a whole bunch of people who are reasonable, regular people. You don't want those nuts anyway. Why would you want those crazy people as customers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of going, we want to be out with the old and in with the new. Good. Good. Well, I'm I I I gotta find a way to get down there. So, cause I want I want to see this for sure. Yes, yes. Come check it out. So the the other thing I wanted to talk to you about though is that the theme of this show is about telling others and telling people that you're a naturist and that kind of thing. Uh, Ander and TNS actually uh, did a whole series on sharing your naturism and stuff because they're also trying to encourage people to do that, and I think that's a great idea. So. Um, you know, you're in a way you're fairly open, but I'll start by outing you a little bit by saying that Felicity is actually your pen name, right? Right. So do you? So why do you use a pen name or a nom de plume, as they say in French? Uh, well, originally um, I started using a pen name for privacy and a little bit because of the job that I used to have, and. Uh, now it's just now I just use it for privacy. So is it because you think you it'll be, it would be bad for you if people knew you were a naturist in your day to day life? Oh uh, no, definitely not. Um, it's just in the same way a writer uses a pen name. Uh, you know, just keep your work life and and personal life separate. But I mean, I everybody in my life knows. I don't I don't keep it a secret from anyone. Your family, your parents, your friends. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah everybody knows. And do you, have you had any negative reactions? Nope. Um, no. Other than your customers at Terline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, most of the time, the reactions I get are people are just very curious about it. They might some, some are a little shocked if they already knew me. And suddenly they're finding out that I do this, and it's like I, they're, I'm just not the person they would ever have pictured doing this. So they're like really surprised. But uh, mostly, it's like just people have a lot of questions, and um, they're just curious. And does Jordan had any negative reactions, or is he as open as you are? 
Uh, yeah, he's as open as I am, and uh, I can't think of any time he's had any any negative reactions. Everyone he works with knows about it, um, and his whole family knows about it. So, what what would your advice be? Have you have you ever discussed this with uh, within YNA uh, about telling others or not telling others? Um, yeah, I have. I mean, I've blogged about it, and we talk about it. Um, and I do try to encourage other people to tell others, but I can't really like tell people what to do. And I know I understand why some people don't. I mean, some people are just like I hear people in our group talk about it and. Some of them just think, well, uh, I don't care if my family finds out, but but at the same time, I don't want to tell them and have to deal with the reactions that I'm going to get. And they seem to think they'll get, you know, a very negative reaction and um, they'll just have to deal with a lot of drama over it. It's interesting because, you know, there's not a lot of things that I can think of um, that people are afraid to tell others they're doing it. Uh, I mean, certainly when they find uh, religion in a big way, li- literally, uh, they go and tell everybody for about that. And uh, whatever it is you discover, if you become a, a crazy about golfing or fishing, you tell everybody about that. I'm, I guess it's because people still think that naturists are being judged uh, for what they are. And I guess based on what's going on with Terlam, maybe there's some validity to that, do you think? Yeah, I think there is. Um, there's definitely still still a stigma attached to it, and and people definitely are afraid to be judged by other people, and um, it's still like a bit taboo. It's kind of on par with like sexual deviancy, you know, being a swinger, or you don't want to tell people you you do that or go to you know go to a sex club or something. Um, so it's, it's still, it's still, uh, it's like just slow to becoming accepted, I guess. Yeah. I, you know, I just, uh, I, I guess I'm still a little bit shocked. I'm shocked a little bit by what I'm hearing, what's happening with, with the club, uh, your spa there, because I don't think of New York and New Jersey as being that different from Ontario. We're so close to each other, and we seem to be such similar people um, culturally. And I've I've not had any negative reactions at Bear Oaks after almost eight years of doing it. And, uh, I mean, I'm very well accepted by the the town council, and, and the mayor has come to visit the park. And, and you know, we're, I'm in a small rural community that's fairly conservative. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, and maybe there are people who have negative reactions. They just won't say it to my face, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It does seem pretty silly because it's not like a nude spa is any, is a new concept whatsoever. There's all kinds of spas in New York and New Jersey. Most of them uh, are just gender segregated. So men and women go to different. Um, sections. But, well, and there's uh, also mixed gender nude yoga, even right, all over the place. Well, that's it's getting more common, but I mean, I there's like one class I know of in New Jersey for naked yoga, but it's not that common yet where people um, would associate it with that. I would say it's more like a fringe thing, although it's it has been getting a lot more media attention lately. The classes in New York. So, in terms of the people who are reacting negatively, is there a demographic? Um, not that I know of. Uh, I mean, there's all ages and 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 diff- women of different backgrounds at the spa. Um, but it has been it has actually been the older women who have been getting more upset about it. The women that have been there the longest uh, and the ones who complain actually the most, I think. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. So there's the demographic more amongst the, the complainers and things. And, it, you know, that may be a cultural age thing as well. Right, yeah. So maybe the answer is, you know, if you're younger or you work in a younger environment or then uh, 
telling others that you're a naturist it may not be as big of a problem but if uh you know your job is working with some old people <laughs> maybe that's more of a problem yeah yeah i don't know um but i think i think people tend to be way more afraid and paranoid about telling other people than they need to be and i think it just life gets so much easier when you don't have to be so paranoid and when you can be open about who you are mm. so i think you know people would be a lot happier if they if in a way if they just told people about it and you know if the, if you lose a friend over it well i see that person is probably not a very good friend of yours to begin with yeah fair enough all right. Well, and uh, anything else going on with YNA? You guys just had a beach day at uh, last Saturday, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. We have a lot going on. Um, we had a really good gathering at Sunny Rest Resort also the weekend before that. Um, we probably had like 70 people in total come out for that. That was Memorial Day weekend. Um, and we did our uh, glow-in-the-dark yoga class, which was really fun. Uh, what which, what glows in the dark? We had glow-in-the-dark body paint. Oh, awesome. And uh, actually, mostly UV paint. So we had black lights in a room, and, uh, and then we did yoga. All right. And as usual, everybody can find out all about that where? Uh, at our website at yna.me. So for those of you who are uh, ANR members or uh, Nature Society members, you may have seen a series called Sharing Your Naturism. Uh, interesting that's the term used in the ANR uh, bulletin because, as you know, ANR prefers the term nudist. Uh, but it's a collaboration between ANR and TNS, a Nature Society. It's a seven-part series, and it's by uh, Rana E. Crozy. My apologies if I mispronounced your name. Um, who's an Ed Ed D, and I'm not sure E D E E D D. I'm not sure what the designation it is. And R N, which I believe is registered nurse. And she talks all about um, strategies for telling others that you want to be a naturist or a nudist. And um, you know, in the initial one, she makes good points. The the reason that we don't want to say all this is that we don't want to share it this personal information is because you don't really know how people will react and uh, so that can make you feel vulnerable and that can be a reason why people aren't doing it but as she says but when you can't be totally honest uh, you find yourself lying making excuses or being forced to tell the truth under very unfavorable circumstances and that's true that's true because if you don't um if you don't take the opportunity to let people know, when they find out, it seems very suspicious. And it also, you are entrapped. You can't share what's important to you. And you can't uh, be honest and open with people, which is very uncomfortable. So for a lot of the reasons, I think it's important to be open about the fact you're a naturist. Now, it's not a big deal, so you shouldn't make a big thing out of it either. But you should find ways of letting people know. So I took it the opportunity to talk to uh, several people, um, some that I knew had interesting experiences because of telling others, and uh, I asked them to tell their story. Hello, my name is Nikki. I'm the manager of Bear Oaks Family Nature's Park, and I'm 28 years old. Now, you've been working at Bear Oaks for how many years now? This is my seventh summer. So in your first summer, you came here to work, and you had another job uh, working in daycare. Is that right? Yes, childcare. And so when you were doing that, um, you also, while you were at Bear Oaks, you did a story in the Toronto Star about what it was like to work at Bear Oaks, and they saw that, didn't they? They did. So what happened? Well, I suppose I was naive in thinking that 
a few people might see it and might ask questions and it would be a great opportunity for me to teach people about naturism. But instead, apparently people saw it and I don't know if it's that they had a problem with me being a naturist and working with their children or if it's that I was nude in the newspaper and I was working with their children. But either way, I was dismissed and was asked to not come anywhere near the children again. And was that the end of the story? That wasn't the end of the story. Um, there was only one week left, and um, they did pay me till the end of my time. Um, I think they wanted just to, to make sure that things were running kind of smoothly. Um, I asked if it was okay if uh, I gave them a gift, because I'd worked with the kids for the entire year, and I, I always get very close to the children when I work with them. Um, so I had made them each gifts. I, I wrote a letter to each of them since I had a group of just 15 kids, so I knew them fairly well. I put a little Hershey's hug inside of the envelope, and I wanted to deliver them. And when I contacted the company that I worked for to ask if that would be okay to meet with them one last time, they said that was okay. Um, and they apologized. They said that in hindsight, they don't feel like they took the right measures in dismissing me, but they didn't know what to do. They felt like their hands were tied and they just reacted very quickly. So I was allowed to go back. Um, I was monitored, mind you, by one of their higher ups in the company to ensure that everything went smoothly. And she wanted to read the letters to make sure I wasn't, you know, saying anything inappropriate to the children. But once it was all understood that things were all on good terms with the kids and I wasn't doing anything out of the ordinary, then I was allowed to have my last day with them and give them their gifts. So you never made a big thing or you never fought? No. Um, I had support to fight it. Um, I know that I would have had backing, but um, probably if I had been dismissed without pay, I hate to make it a money thing, but uh, I felt like they were... I understood their position, I suppose, and, and them feeling kind of vulnerable and uneducated about naturism. So I decided to be quiet about it and cooperative. So in hindsight, uh, would you have done the story again? Absolutely. I, I, I wouldn't have taken back having done the Toronto Star story. The reason that I wanted to be interviewed and I felt that it was important for me to have my picture in it is that... Um, I know as a person who doesn't always keep in touch with the news myself, um, if I, I feel drawn in by a photo. So if um, I was thinking if other young people see another young person that's, um, that's nude, then that would be eye-catching and that they would read it. And naturism is something that I'm passionate about. And so I'm definitely very happy that I had the opportunity to do the article. And I think that after I did the article and I was willing to lose my other job for it, it proved to me just how passionate I am about it. So, Peter, we're here at Bear Oaks, and uh, Peter, though, is not your real name, right? Uh, no, it is not my real name. Even though you've been on a show many times, and we've talked many times, we're now giving up the fact it's not your real name. So, why don't you use your real name? Well, I don't use my real name because I work for a religiously orientated organization, um, which I don't believe would easily understand the naturist lifestyle. And I wouldn't want to get into that conversation with them. What Are you uh, like a priest or a rabbi or something? Uh, no, I'm neither a priest or a rabbi. But I am a, I'm in an, administrative, um, in an administrative role within that religiously or, orientated organization. So um, I've met a young woman that you brought with you once. Uh, who works with you in that religious organization. And you've told me that she's quite open about the fact that she's come here and that she's a naturist. So why is it that you're concerned? Well, uh, oh, I, sh I should say, did she get fired? Uh, no, she did not. And did, I, did, did she, was her job impacted in a negative way? No, and actually she isn't, she doesn't run around saying, oh, guess what, I ran around naked again this weekend. Um, she isn't, she's brought up with certain people. Um, um, but she hasn't, uh, she doesn't hold a banner above her cubicle or anything like that. Um, no, it hasn't been an issue with her. Um, she's not in a management role, so it's probably less of a concern with the organization. Um, she's not as active as I am, um, in the naturist, uh, um, world. She's just occasional and a lot of it is, uh, stories from her past. Um, not that she has an issue with it, um, so no, it uh, it hasn't uh, affected her role. In your religious uh, 
organization or in, in the leadership of the religion, shall we say, has there been uh, public pronouncements uh, by the leaders or anything against naturism? Or? Um, the, the leader of my religious organization and uh, previous leaders have come out and, and said things in support of uh, naturism and of, the, uh, of human nudity uh, not being an issue. Um, uh, of course, um, my religious organization also values abstinence and monogamy and, and, um, and you know, lifelong, um, you know, uh, commitment uh, to, the, uh, to the organization. Well, that's not in conflict with naturism. Uh, no, it is not. But um, any, uh, any religious organization will have a certain level of fundamentalism, especially an association to certain things. And um, as we all know, um, even if you have no religious affiliation, people have a uh, knee-jerk reaction to nudity. And uh, the knee-jerk reaction to most people on nudity is it's either a joke or it's something very offensive or it's something that uh, people are deeply fearful of. So independent of religion or any type of religious argument that's valid, um, people will have an emotional reaction and that emotional reaction will guide um, their thoughts around, uh, around how they should react to the situations um, uh, associated with nudity. So you're probably not actually worried you'll get fired for being a naturist given you know the human rights legislation in Ontario and the protection of workers and all that stuff so what is your concern well within my organization um, I I do have a certain image which I do not believe the naturism would change um, because I am involved within the religious organization on many levels um, but um, because of that prejudice or knee-jerk reaction from certain people um, that image um, would, even though I do represent who I am very accurately, um, the, uh, the naturism component for some people um, would affect me in a negative manner and could affect uh, my future career and, uh, you know, involvements in the future and getting more involved within the organization. So I figured I don't need to complicate it. Um, but that being said, I have told co-workers who I'm close to and, um, and people who I work with, um, that I am a naturist, who are people who I know I can trust. And, uh, and, and I don't keep it a complete secret from everybody. I keep it a secret just from people who just aren't all that, you know, interested or, or concerned or, or open-minded enough to um, understand the na what we do here. And are the people you told, are they shunning you now? Uh, no, I have not been shunned by anybody who I've told. Uh, it's, uh, I've, I've noticed it's pretty safe. Um, I do a very bad job of promotion, though, because of everybody I've told, um, I've come up with um, pretty well no converts. <laughs> and you also said you haven't told your family. Um, why is that? What do you think will happen there? Will they stop being your family? Well, I have told um, I have told my brother and my sister-in-law, my nephew and my niece, um, they have no interest in participating. Although I guess my uh, my nephew um, loves going around and telling people about it. He thinks it's pretty cool. Um, I wouldn't want to tell my parents because they're older. Uh, they'll never understand. They have that firmly ingrained prejudice of what it means to be a part of uh, of our religion. And um, they don't need that kind of stress, really, at their age. So it would be best if they just, you know, um, believe what they believe. And uh, that's, uh, that's good. And I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to stress them out. And this definitely would. Well, you say definitely. Since Have you ever discussed the idea of naturism with them to find out that what their beliefs and reactions might be? Oh, you know, you grow, somebody brings you up and you live with them for many years. You get comments like, oh, some crazy naked person did this. Or can you believe some nutcase naked was doing that? <laughs> you know, that conversation comes up from time to time. Um, just because, you know, you tend to get people who are branded as a crazy naked person every now and then a while. <laughs> well, yeah, but some of them are crazy naked people. <laughs> That's not necessarily naturist, so... Uh... And that doesn't mean they're gonna, they would be upset and refuse. What if you were gay? Would you not tell them either? 
Oh, well, I've never had to deal with that issue. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's kind of an unfair reference. But I, I could see where the two could be, like it is definitely an in-the-closet sort of thing. And, um, and there has been the, some discussions about where my trailer is. Unfortunately, my mother is very used to the comforts of home, so she would never want to come to a place where there was a trailer. So I haven't really needed to cross that issue. Well, we have some really comfortable cabins now that uh, your parents can rent if you want. Yeah, they're not going to do that. <laughs> no, I, uh, I know my parents well enough that this would cause them an undue amount of stress that they don't need. Now, having said all that, it's true, though. I'm, I'm seeing you telling more and more people. Uh, there was a while, a time where you certainly wouldn't have told your brother either. And uh, there was a time where you were far more afraid to have your picture even in uh, Naturist magazines. Now I see you fairly regularly. So are you, are you thinking that it's less of a risk than it was? Um, well, um, I'm of the theory, it might be correct or incorrect, that when people look at a group of naked people in a, in a, in a picture, unless they're naturists, they tend to look at their, uh, their genitals and private parts and say, oh, look what, they're, what they have showing. That's terrible. Um, where, you, don't, you don't think your mother would recognize your private parts? <laughs> um, no, they've changed since the last time she's seen them quite a bit. And uh, so I think that would be a safe bet. But yeah, you know, and you're usually wearing your sunglasses and your hat. And I don't know, you just, uh, you just don't look the same, you know. And I've run into people fully clothed who I hang around nature's resorts quite a bit. And they've come up to me and, you know, and they've said, hi. And I'm being, and I'll be, you know, unable to recognize who they are. You know, it's kind of that moment where, like, you're, um, oh, hi, who are you again? Oh, from Bear Oaks. Oh, wow, I didn't recognize you in your clothes. I hear that all the time from Naturists. Oh, I didn't recognize you in your clothes. The funny, though, people keep recognizing me. Um, you have a really huge mustache. Um, when you have something that stands out that much, I'm sure if I got a really huge tattoo on my face or something, people would start to recognize me either way. My name's Sabina, and I'm 23, and I work at Bear Oaks. So, Sabina, you've been a naturist here a long time. You've been working for a few years. Do you tell uh, at school, when you're at school, do you tell people that you're a naturist? Absolutely. I even do projects on it. And what kind of reaction have you been getting? It's awesome. My teachers really like it, and I usually get really good grades, and I get to do more of what I love. So have you lost any friends, or have people told you you're some sort of weirdo because of it? No. I actually think I've made more. So what would you say to people who are afraid to tell others that they're naturist? Um, if someone doesn't want to be your friend because of it, then you probably don't want to be friends with them. It's an awesome way of living, and... Do you think you would uh, potentially not get a job, or do you think it would affect your job if you told people? Um, I was worried about that at first, but the more that I've gone on, um, um, the professionals in my field have said that um, the experience I've gotten and that I'm open-minded actually will be give me better chances of getting a job. And what field are you going into? Fundraising and social work. So, Dennis... You're, you were a police officer for many years and a naturist, but you were keeping it a secret, right? That's right. And, and why? Why weren't you telling anyone? Well, the reason I wasn't telling anybody was uh, I was afraid that I'd lose my job for some reason. And uh, I remember at one point I was doing a television interview for the Weather Channel, and uh, you had an interesting experience because nobody knew. Well, that's correct, because back then I was still on probation, right? And uh, we were in the lunchroom, and they had the weather network and so on. And it was a really warm spell that, uh, you know, Ontario was going through. And they went, and this is how some people uh, cope with the heat or whatever. And they're at Glen Echo, you know, the club that uh, I used to belong to and so on. And I'm going, oh, my God. And, of course, you know, uh, you were there, and you gave them an interview and so on. And there's other members that were walking back and forth. And I, I didn't recall seeing the camera. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm in this lunchroom. And I'm going to walk by and all my coworkers are going to see this, you know. And then people were going, hey, did you know about these places? And, of course, everybody's going, no, I didn't. Did you? Did you? And, you know, they asked me the same question. I just said, nope, nope. And I just left. When did you finally decide to tell people that you were a naturist? And how did you do it? Well, uh 
quite a few times, actually, uh, people that were calling us for service, uh, some of them were actually members of clubs that I belonged to. And uh, I skillfully uh, avoided telling my coworkers because they would ask, well, where did you know this person? But then uh, this one time I, I went to a call uh, with a partner and, of course, uh, we had to uh, speak to a supervisor about the call. And um, our super, this was in the summertime. And our uh, supervisor was uh, parked in one of the city parks. And, of course, uh, we went and we parked with him. You know how you see police cars uh, parked beside each other, other and so on. And, uh, you know, we were just discussing the call that we were on. And then a man came by and uh, wanting to speak to the police. And, of course, I couldn't see who it was just by the fact that I was uh, the passenger in the police car. But I recognized the voice, you know, and the person just said, excuse me, officers, uh, you know, I don't mean to trouble you, but there's a Volvo that's been parked on my street on cinder blocks for about a week. You know, when you're free, can you just come down and see, uh, make sure it's not stolen? So uh, when I bent down and I looked up, I recognized uh, the man and I said, hey, how's it going? And he goes, hey, Dennis, how are you? You know, so on, so on. How are things? What's new? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, and of course, uh, when he left, natural question that my supervisor would ask is, oh, where do you know that guy from? Had I answered right away, there wouldn't have been an issue. But then I hesitated. So, of course, being a trained investigator, he goes, oh, so where do you know him from? And for that split second, of course, you know, while my brain's in hourglass mode, I'm looking at the two scenarios. If I tell him, if I don't, and I just said, you know what, it's enough is enough. It's, I've been keeping this a secret for about eight years or whatever. So I just said, okay, uh, you know, I belong to a nudist club, uh, and he's a member there, and that's where I know him. Of course, I didn't say naturist because they wouldn't have understood what that was. So anyway... Had I not finished my sentence that uh, my supervisor was laughing, he was laughing so hard, he was slapping the steering wheel uh, to the vehicle he was in, right? And uh, he was saying, you know, Dennis, on this job, there's been three times where I really laughed and twice it's because of you. So, you know, I trusted him uh, quite a bit. He was an excellent supervisor. And uh, so I just told him, I said, well, the reason I didn't say anything was I was afraid that I'd lose my job. And he said, why would you lose your job? Are you doing anything illegal? I go, no. You're not breaking any laws? No. If they tried to take your employment or whatever, you know, you'd have such a human rights case, you've got absolutely nothing to worry about. So uh, I felt great about that. Anyway, then we had to drive over to uh, the station to do the report, and the station wasn't too far away, about a five-minute drive and so on. Now, with all the telecommunication devices we have uh, available to us, the radios, the computers, everything else, we can relay a lot of information to other officers very quickly, but nothing is more efficient than somebody at work, hey, I've got, or I know something that you don't, or something juicy or whatever. No sooner had I walked into the front desk of the station, another supervisor was standing at the front desk, and of course, very loudly, so everybody could hear, hey, Dennis, is it true that you're a nudist? And I just said, it sure is, and uh, that pretty much took the wind out of his sails and so on, and uh, that was pretty much the end of it. Of course... You know, for the rest of the week, people would walk up to me like a, a little child wanting to ask you a question, you know, so, so is it true? And of course I would say, yeah, of course it is. And of course they would ask me all sorts of uh, questions that they usually do. And uh, that's pretty much it. And so there was no repercussions? You weren't harassed or people weren't, uh, you didn't affect your job? No, uh, not at all. Of course, uh, <laughs> jokingly, they, they kind of referred to it as being a, a special skill that I had or something like that. Uh, anyway, because, uh, of course, uh, if if anybody was uh, streaking or whatever, they, they would call on me because, well, you speak their lingo and so on. But uh, a particular incident was uh, uh, a summertime. Uh, usually there's not that many officers uh, on the weekends or depending which month it is because a lot of people take holidays, right? But uh, this one time, coincidentally, uh, it was a night shift, and there were so many of us, they didn't have enough police cars. So they took four officers, they put them in a van, and they sent them patrolling in the uh, city park that's in our division. And uh, around 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, you know, that, that car, I guess their call sign was uh, a special car. Anyway, so of course, they called the radio, or the dispatcher, and they went, a special car call radio, and of course the dispatcher answers, go ahead. Uh, dispatch, we were, uh, trying to investigate this, uh, male, uh, jogger in the park there, but of course, uh, he got away from us. So I'll just give you a description of him in case anybody runs into him. Go ahead. 
uh, male white, about uh, 5'10", 170 pounds. Uh, I'll give you a clothing description when you're ready. I'll go ahead. Uh, baseball cap, uh, running shoes and socks, and that's it. So, of course, the dispatcher laughing, you know, goes 10-4. So I turn to my partner and I go, okay, here we go. Sure enough, uh, the officer goes, uh, you know, special car call and go ahead. Just so everybody knows, it wasn't uh, PC Dennis. So, of course, you know, ha, 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 ha. But, uh, you know, and they weren't being disrespectful. They're just poking fun at me or whatever. That's just the way it is, you know. And you're working for a very large police force. Are you the only one, do you think, who's a nudist in the force? No, uh, actually, uh, I guess when the word got out, uh, a few other members from other stations or whatever approached me and asked me, you know, and uh, they were relieved and everything else. And, uh, no, it's it's quite common. Uh, you know, it's people from all walks of life. It's great. So would you have any advice for people in terms of if they're not sure if they want to come out or how to do it or how to cope with it? Well, I mean, uh, you know, once people know, then you don't have to worry about it and so on. Uh, the, the advice I would give is uh, if you have a supervisor or, you know, uh, somebody like that at work that you really trust and so on, you could ask them. Uh, you know, and, and they'll let you know. And again, of course, it's not illegal at all. It's just uh, we've been socialized that, uh, you know, you don't take your clothes off when you're outside and so on. So, of course, for the general population, at first, it might be a bit unusual. But, I mean, you can tell it's more acceptable now. I mean, uh, in Canada, we now have two official nude beaches and so on. So, I mean, it's accepted more and more. And the more people know about it, well, the more it's just... Average everyday things going on. Joanne, you're a pretty new naturist, aren't you? I'm very new. Um, I actually came last year and visited a couple times, but uh, this year I'm coming and I'm going to enjoy it more on a full-time. If you're coming full-time, you must think it's all right. I do, and actually, it's actually gotten a lot easier. And it's um, it's definitely all right, and I love it, and I just want to keep coming back. Have you told your friends, your neighbors, your relatives? Um, I've told them on a need-to-know type of basis. I haven't, like, just volunteered the information. If I'm, like, talking about it, I don't hide if somebody's asked what I've done on the weekend or what I'm going to be doing this weekend. I don't try to hide that because I'd like to be truthful about it. So, You're not afraid that uh, people are going to treat you differently or stop being your friends or shun you in general? I am. There is, um, there is a stigma that's placed on it. I have developed a fear about it. Um, I want to let that go. And I think it's just because of just years and years and years of conditioning myself to to be clothed and have to be clothed in society and how it's not deemed appropriate in a lot of situations to be naked. So what kind of reactions have you been getting from people? Um, it's funny because... I have a I have a, a girlfriend who was a very much uh, very natural person growing up, and it, it was actually it was her that type of attitude that actually drew me to her as a friend. And it's funny because now that I'm getting going to naturism, and I've brought it up to her, I was actually shocked at her her response, and she was kind of she kind of sarcastically laughed about it like like almost like a nervous under her breath laugh like almost directing like i'm the one that that has the issue so she's she's not going to come and she doesn't think it's a good idea i don't think so like i don't i don't think i can get her to come unless i can i i don't i have no idea how i could get her to come because i feel like she's so stuck in her ways now and, I mean, the only thing I can do is try to get her back, to try to get her back to that whole natural, natural way of life again. You know, people do laugh 
um, when they're nervous, when things make them uncomfortable, laughter is one reaction that people have to cope with it. Yeah, I can, and that's that's what I noticed from it. It it, it seemed to be like a, a really nervous kind of a <laughs> kind of putting it off on her, like putting it onto me, taking that nervousness off of her, and it was interesting to see that reaction. So maybe she's not as close to it as you think. Maybe that's she just doesn't know how to cope because it's emotionally it's a very difficult thing to get over. Um, well, it's funny because we actually, I was actually having a conversation with her last weekend about, um, children and she was also a type of person that used to want to have children. And as she got older, she actually seemed to become more stuck in her ways. And she actually said to her that she might be too selfish now to be able to give herself to children Interesting. And any other people have reactions that were good or bad? Yep. Um, I, I have a neighbor who um, who's very religious and um, like her family is very religious. And uh, she, it was funny because I kind of brought it up to her as more of, more of a matter of fact way again. And, and I did kind of put it in the context of with my children so that, and with other children, and, and sharing that there was, like, a society of other kids that, um, just to kind of take the edge off of the stigma that's usually placed on places like this. And what was her reaction? Uh, she didn't seem to have any kind of reaction to me outwardly. Um, she wasn't overly talkative, or she, she didn't seem to inquire about it at all, but she just didn't. It wasn't kind of a reaction that was neither aggressive or inquiring or shocked or anything like that. It was, if it was, she might have had it on the inside and not confronted me with it. So, oh, uh, positive reactions too, or? I haven't really had any positive reactions, to be honest with you. So neutral or negative is it's what you'd been, say? It's been neutral or negative, yeah. So despite all that, you're still going ahead with it? I am because um, because there's the people here that I, it, it doesn't it doesn't seem to bother me. I'm in a position right now where um, I don't seem to care anymore about what people think and the judgment that they place on me. So I'm going to do what makes me happy, and this makes me happy. <laughs> So you have here a variety of situations, a variety of reactions, um, and I'll tell you in a minute my opinions, but I'll continue with uh, Rana's advice. Um, and what is a very good point is she says that you should prepare for uh, an unexpected disclosure, because if you're not telling anybody, you should still be prepared to tell them, because if you don't prepare, and it does happen for whatever reason, um, you won't know what to say, and you'll really look guilty. It'll really make it look bad. So if you want to practice, and if you want to actually come out slowly, if you will, she suggests doing first with your safest friends. And I, th I think that's very good advice as well. She also makes a good point that uh, one of the concerns we have is we know that as people who believe that uh, nudity is sinful, that uh, nudism is illegal, that all nudists are swingers. Um, and that children in uh, naturist parks are at risk of abuse. And uh, I really need to do that uh, podcast on children where we'll deal about all that. Um, but it's important to know that you don't believe that. It's important to understand why you don't believe that. Um, so you don't appear guilty if you're caught out. And another good point that Rana makes is that if you don't tell your close friends and family members and they find out otherwise... Not only will they be suspicious about the activity that you felt the need to keep it a secret, but I think that uh, she says, as she says, and I agree with her, they might feel hurt. They might feel that you kept something from them and that you don't fully trust them. 
And in terms of telling your employer, and she has a whole article on that, um, she talks about a whole strategy, and it may depend on which country you're in and what the rules are. In Canada, it'd be very difficult um, to be discriminated against based on naturism. But as Peter pointed out, um, the discrimination may not be overt. It might be subtle. Um, but sometimes if you do come out, then in a way you could be protected because you could claim that's the reason that you're being discriminated against or you're not getting the promotion. So one good way um, that she suggests is to try to find a way of telling your manager, your direct supervisor, um, and you have to develop a relationship with them to understand what the situation is. Because if you do and you can tell them in a social situation outside work, First of all, it means that they don't necessarily have to react if there's a company policy against uh, what you're doing, um, although you should check into that first, as she points out. But it also uh, makes it unofficial, allows it, your supervisor to not necessarily have to do anything about it. But if it ever comes out in the future, the advantage of your supervisor uh, knowing is that they can say, oh, yes, I know all about that. And I can diffuse the situation if somebody finds out, thinks it's scandalous and brings it brings it up to your supervisor. They can therefore defend you. But to do that, you have to have a good supervisor, somebody you trust, and somebody you're willing to work with. So it's an interesting uh, article, and you can get it through the Nature Society, or you can get it through the American Association for New Recreation and her uh, magazine slash uh, newspaper called The Bulletin. And so I suggest taking a look at that. And uh, But let me tell you my short version of how to tell others. Um, I think the key, first, the key, in my opinion, is to tell, and it's to get, bring it out, but not in a way like you're making an announcement like it's a big issue. It's not a big issue. What you do on your weekend isn't really of anybody's business. I used to say, you know, we used to go camping. I just didn't feel the need to, to announce what I was wearing while I was camping. Um, of course, naturism, especially if you're an ethical naturist, is a little bit more than just being nude and not wearing clothes, but still. That's the big uh, the big problem. That's the thing that we're all afraid that we're going to be judged by. But I will say that I'm very open about the fact I'm a naturist. I have to be. I'm the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. I'm in the media, and I have been for a few decades now on a regular basis. I will say that I've never had a negative reaction. I mean, all kinds of reactions. People are surprised. They are puzzled. They're inquisitive. They're embarrassed because they imagine being naked, I guess. Um, they laugh. They're giddy. They ask a lot of questions. Now, maybe behind my back, they go, hey, what a weirdo. I don't know because nobody's ever said it to my face. Is that because of my personality? Well, partially. Partially because I say it with a lot of confidence. I think if you come across and you say something when you sound unsure, if people you know, kind of smell blood, I think that's when you're going to get attacked even harder. And that's where they're going to suspect that their suspicions are correct and that it is all about sex and that it is perverted or whatever it is they're thinking. But I always talk, when I talk about what we're doing, I talk about the positive stories, not about being nude. I talk about how much fun the kids had on the beach, how beautiful it is to see older people relaxing and so comfortable with who they are and 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 how raising our children to not uh, see the human body as this sexualized thing, an objectified thing, uh, raising boys that are respectful of women, uh, raising women who are comfortable with themselves and their bodies, uh, whatever it is, I tell these stories. And I, I've said before, uh, you know, a, a neat way is to leave something laying around, something that will raise the question. So you're not making an announcement. Um, that's one of the reasons I made the Baroque mugs with the cartoon characters that are nude on it. You know, you can put that down, you can drink your coffee out of it, and people will ask you questions, maybe make jokes, and that gets the conversation started. And believe me, once the conversation has started, you can have lots and lots and lots of discussions. Um, it can go on for a long time. People like to talk about it. People are very curious and they tend to ask a lot of questions. Um, you know, you could be a pen. It could be a pamphlet. It could be a book that you just leave laying around. Then you can say, you know, oh, yes, well, that's a place I go to. Or, yes, that's a philosophy I'm really interested in. Do you want to know more about it? Um, and then you have to be prepared for that discussion. 
And that's very important. You have to know what you believe in. I've seen that in religious people, too. If religious people don't fully understand what their faith is about, when they're confronted, they get very defensive, and it, it seems like there's something wrong with that religion, that they can't even debate or discuss it. And it's the same thing with naturism. You have to really know what you're talking about and believe, know why you believe in it, and know all the answers. And, you know, the answers are easy to get. I, I have an easy time with a debate because, well, I've written a lot of these brochures, I've done these podcasts, I've been doing media interviews for a long time. I know all the questions and I know all the answers ahead of time, but they're easy to find. They're published. Uh, on the Bear Oaks website, we have first-timer questions. Pretty much every question first-timers ask are on there. Um, and then there's the children's section. All those concerns about children are in there, and they're addressed in, in that section as well. And, and that's just on the Bear Oaks website, the Anner website, the Nature Society website, the Federation of Canadian Naturists website, the Fédération Québécoise de Naturisme website all have sections. I'm sure British Naturism and Australian Naturism and all those all have sections as well to help you understand. And that's the key, not memorize, but understand. You don't want to sound like you're reciting some dogma. You want to understand why children are not at risk. Because if you understand it, it's very easy to have the discussion. You don't have to remember a line. You'll understand the rationale. It'll be very easy to discuss it. So the idea that Rana suggests, which is to come out to people you trust, uh, people who you know are going to react okay, is also a good one because it allows you to then practice on them. Practice with somebody who you know will give you a chance. Uh, or practice with another naturist. Practice with a friend that you know, a spouse. Uh, have somebody play the devil's advocate. I've just done that with one of our uh, staff member who wants to speak with his uh, ex-wife to convince her that it's okay to bring their child. So practice, practice, and understand, and speak with confidence. And I think if you can do that, Almost everybody will be on your site, and everybody will understand. They may not want to participate, and you're not trying to convince anybody. You're not trying to convert anybody. You just want them to accept who you are. And so, you know, if if they understand and they're willing to accept it, then I think you're good. If they can't accept you for doing something which, in my opinion, is so natural, then maybe they're not good friends, and maybe they don't belong in your life anyway. But that's a decision you have to make. I can't make that one for you. Well, that's all for this episode of The Naturist Living Show. Thank you, as always, for listening. My name is Stéphane Deschain, and I'm your host for this podcast and the owner of Bear Oaks Family Nature's Park. Uh, all the things I mentioned about, not that many in the show, but a few at the beginning, uh, there are links to them all in the show notes. And it's on the show's website at naturistliving, one word, naturistliving, dot bareoaks, B-A-R-E-O-A-K-S, bareoaks, dot C-A. Please keep sending your comments and suggestions. You can, I always appreciate reading them. Uh, you can send them to our show's email address, which is naturistliving, again, one word, at bareoaks, B-A-R-E-O-A-K-S, dot C-A, because we're in Canada. But... I'd love to get more audio comments we can play. I think it's more interesting for everyone, just like Michael at the beginning of the show. And so you can call. You can call using an old-fashioned telephone, country code 1, area code 905-473-6060. That's the main number for Bear Oaks Family Nature's Park. And then just dial extension 333. You don't have to talk to a person. There's a computer that answers. You just dial extension 333. And if you have Skype, you can go directly to the phone system that way as well, just by typing Bear Oaks, B-A-R-E-O-A-K-S, as one word, in, the, in Skype, and then that puts you in a phone system, and you just dial extension 333 once again. Join us again in about a month for the next episode of The Naturist Living Show. This episode of The Naturist Living Show was brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Traditional values means that naturism is more than just taking your clothes off. It is a life philosophy with physical, psychological, environmental, social and moral benefits. Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park 
strives to promote those naturist values in a modern setting that provides the amenities and services that our members and visitors expect. Free your body, free your mind. Learn more at www.baroques.ca. Thank you.